This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And it is time for the Employment Hour. The time to call is right now. The phone lines are open. You have severance questions. Bring them on for the next hour. We will entertain them right till 6 o'clock tonight, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We get to a ton of stuff tonight, a lot of topics to get through. Some of your emails, and as always, the Severance Pay Calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. Right off the top, as we sit here and idly chat, my friend, those listening can uh, find out what their severance offer should be. Just simply go to severancepaycalculator.com. We'll get into more detail in that regard. The week that was, what has been happening, my friend? Hey, John, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it's been a, a really busy week uh, answering a lot of questions, talking to a lot of people, and, and trying to help out uh, and solve some problems. You know, the types of issues, the types of questions that I, I get have to do with the many things, anything from losing your job to layoffs to human rights, discrimination, uh, constructive dismissal, harassment, all those things that impact you in the workplace are things that we deal with, myself, my team, things that uh, we're here also today, right now, to talk about on the mm-hmm. radio. So if you have any issue with any of those things or anything else that has to do with the workplace, give us a call. Don't just sit there stewing, being worried, losing sleep. The issue may be easily resolved. So pick up the phone, call us on the show, email me afterwards or call me at the office afterwards if you don't want to be on the show. But let's talk about it. Don't just uh, be there and and, and be worried or, or try to solve your problem on your own. And maybe by doing that, you'd be making a mistake and giving up on rights that you have. So starting off, John, with a couple of situations, as we always do in the week that was, two situations that I, uh, I that came across my desk over the past week. First one, John, involved a gentleman who had worked for a company for five years and was a very good employee. Now, how do we know that? We know that because over the five years, he had gotten promotions, uh, he'd gotten some pay increases as well, uh, great performance reviews, all the signs of a very good employee. Well, uh, not too long ago, a few months back, he got a new boss, and apparently he and the boss didn't get along particularly well, and the boss started excluding him from meetings, talking rudely to him, putting him down, uh, giving him these uh, completely uh, unfair and uh, unreasonable performance reviews, and, uh, you know, all the signs of type of of workplace harassment. Well, this gentleman uh, listens to our show, and he knew what to do. He knew that he needed to document it. And the way he documented it is he sent this boss an email. He said, here's all these things you've been doing. I don't appreciate that. I'd rather you stop doing that. Uh, and and uh, that's just not the, w- the way to deal with me. Well, what does the boss do, John? The boss responds back and says, well, if you don't like it, may as well quit. <laughs> and probably one of the worst responses yeah. that the boss could have had in this situation because what the boss has essentially did, he's effectively acknowledged that everything that the employee said was true. And this individual, the employee, called me and and told me about this. I said, well, now that you've documented this, now that we have a record uh, of what's happened and your boss has essentially agreed and even encouraged you to quit, now you, you have recourse. Now you can treat this workplace harassment as a constructive dismissal. You don't have to just take this from the boss. You don't have to be there and, and be mistreated, put down, uh, and harassed in this way. You can leave now and get your severance for this guy about seven or eight months' pay. He was an account no. manager, a senior, a senior position. Uh, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing. 
So what I want our listeners to take from this is two things. Number one is you don't have to just suffer uh, when, when uh, you're being harassed or mistreated by a boss, by the employer. You have recourse, you have things you can do to fix the problem or to get out of that issue, out of the situation with compensation. So that's number one. Number two is if you are being harassed in the workplace, mistreated, I want you to keep a record. One way to do it is to, to have a log or a journal. Another way to do it is do what this gentleman did is and send the, the, the employer, send the harasser an email confirming what's been happening. So you essentially you create a, con- a contemporaneous record. If you do that, you'll be able to deal with it. So a lot of people, John, find themselves inevitably sometimes uh, uh, suffering from workplace harassment. Don't just be there and take it. Don't, don't let it impact your health because it will at some point. Do something about it. Give me a call. Keep records. We can solve those issues, John. Is that your issue or another issue tonight? Feel free to call in. Phone lines are open, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. What else you got going on? So the second matter, John, uh, this gentleman uh, called me after uh, his employer wanted to promote him. And they said, well, we're going to give you this this promotion. Uh, now, he didn't want this promotion. He mainly didn't want it this because it involved a lot more work, more travel, and really not a big difference in pay, only a small pay. So he told his employer, well, appreciate it, but, but no thanks, I don't want to. Well, his employer reacted very negatively to this, and, and what they did, John, which made me shake my head, is say, well, since you didn't accept it, we're going to consider you to having uh, quit. So, so long, and, uh, and we'll see you later. So they yep. considered him to have quit because he didn't accept a promotion. And this gentleman was distraught, and he called me, and he wanted to know, what does this mean? Is this right? Is this legal? Well, John, of course it's not legal. He did not have any legal obligation to accept a promotion, even if they were offering him a lot more money, even if it was a fabulous promotion. You don't have to accept a promotion. And if you don't accept a promotion, that's not a resignation. The employer can't decide that you've resigned. You either make a decision to resign unilaterally, voluntarily, or you don't resign. They could let him go with severance, but they can't consider him to have resigned. So in this situation, because they said he resigned, he did not. Really what happened here is they've let him go. They've terminated his employment, and they owe him severance. This guy worked there for 10 years. He's going to be owed over a year's pay. So uh, the lesson here, of course, is don't uh, don't accept someone telling you that you've resigned. You, the employee, are the only one that can make that decision. Your employer can't say, well, if you don't do this, then you've resigned, or because you did that, you've resigned. No, there's no such thing. If you've told your employer, I'm out of here, I've resigned, okay, then you've resigned. Anything less than that is a termination, John. Yeah, the uh, the law doesn't uh, doesn't smile kindly on uh, ultimatums when it comes from employers, right? Either this or you're gone. Never good. Right, no, it, it's not. And because an ultimatum, ultimatum like that is really a termination. Yep. Uh, if you're if you're not working because your employer made a decision, that's a termination. You can't uh, it can't be put on you. Well, you didn't uh, do something, so you've resigned. No, it doesn't work that way. The only way you can actually resign is if you've made the decision to no longer work, no one pushed you, no one convinced you, no one pressured you, then it's a resignation. If it's not that, it's a termination. Mentioned it several times off the top. We'll get into this in a little bit of detail now before we break, and that it would be the severance pay calculator. This thing is a fantastic tool, literally used by hundreds of thousands by this point. It's absolutely free. Give me some details on it. 
So, John, in the first uh, couple of minutes, I talked about th- these two cases, and I've mentioned how much severance these individuals are owed. Well, how do I know how much severance, and how does anyone else find out how much severance? Well, one tool you can go to right now to check it out is severancepaycalculator.com, and you input three pieces of information, your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and then you're done. That's it. That's all you have to do. It's going to tell you how many months pay you are owed. If you lost your job right now, if you've lost it a while ago, maybe you're just concerned about losing your job. It's the only way to get that accurate information. Well, it's not the only way. You can always call me. But if it's 4 a.m. and I've already gone to bed and uh, it's uh, it's uh, Saturday night, well, guess what? You can go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out. And maybe you're just curious or, or maybe uh, your friend just lost their job and you're curious how much they're owed in severance to see if what they were offered is fair. Severancepaycalculator.com. Yeah, if it's 4 a.m. on a Saturday night, you know I'm calling you at home. You, you just threw it out there, and I'm going to do it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> but, yeah, severancepaycalculator.com. You, you keep calling, John. You keep calling. <laughs> There'll be I'll no answer up, whatsoever. Yeah. we got a really uh, interesting topic to get us started as we uh, wait for your phone calls. Uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. That is being let go from your job without even realizing it. We'll get to details of that after a short break. It is the Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980 CKNW. The Employment Hour continues indeed. The number six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star 9898 on your cell. Open phone lines. Call in. We'd love to talk to you. You've got employment questions, severance questions. That's why we are here right until 6 o'clock this evening. We did have a quick call. Didn't want to come on air, but, Lior, but I'll give you the, the skinny of what the caller wanted to know. Uh, an employer been paying someone under the table cash for all this time, wants to let them go. What is the obligation, if any? Yeah, that's always an interesting situation, Don, mm-hmm. because yep. uh, if they're under the table, they're really not working legally. So, right. so you know, the whole scheme is, is really illegal. Ultimately, uh, if you pay someone under the table, you let them go. If that person were to try to enforce their legal entitlements, they can. So strictly speaking, yeah, you owe them the same amount of severance. You have the same obligations as any employer. That said, the employee who is not paying their taxes is probably not going to want to rattle the cage mm-hmm. because they have they've been doing it illegally themselves so you may be able to get away quote unquote with not paying what you're owed so do you owe the same severance yes do you have the same obligations as every other employer absolutely will you get away with something else i don't know maybe uh you know i'm not a fan of it i've seen so many situations where they paying under the table just uh you know ends up blowing in someone's face uh and uh, i i i don't i don't like that risk i really don't yeah it goes south pretty quickly then it's never good for uh for anybody i would imagine uh, to, uh 604-280-9898 is the number star 9898 on your cell anytime you want to check out leor and the firm and uh, get more information online very simple vancouver employment lawyers.ca uh being let go from your job without realizing it sounds bizarre but we'll we'll get into this here in many situations the uh, the law may consider you as having lost your job but you may not even know it so i'll run down a list and you can expand on these first one is if you've been put on a oh we love this one temporary layoff yeah john and uh there's uh generally speaking if you lost your job you'll know it right your boss says you're gone today's your last day pack up your office you're going going home uh and and that's obvious so most terminations yeah you're gonna know uh, you have that letter that says you lost your job it's a bad day etc but there are situations where you may not realize that the law considers you or may consider you 
as having lost your job, as having been terminated. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to talk about that right now because there are situations where you may find yourself in those situations and you can say, no, because this has happened, I've really been terminated, so I don't have to take this. I can leave with my full severance. So the first one is a temporary layoff, and, yeah. and we you just mentioned uh, a temporary layoff is a termination, or I should say it more clearly, you have a right to treat a temporary layoff as a termination. So you don't have to sit at home waiting for your employer to call you back. You don't have to uh, be there and, and waiting and hoping that they'll call you back. You have a right to treat your temporary layoff as a termination and say, this relationship, this employment relationship has ended and you owe me severance. Now, in some situations, that may not be the case. If you've been laid off before and you let the employer do that, in the, uh, then yes, you, they may have a right to do it again. Or if you work at a job that's seasonal, let's say you're a pool cleaner, uh, you install right. roofs, uh, then and that's a seasonal job and you may be laid off in the winter. If that's the nature of the job, fine. But in other situations, sometimes the employer may say, we're, we're slower now, so I'm going to lay you off temporarily and call you back in, in, mm-hmm. in a few months. That is not something they're allowed to do. That is something you can treat as a termination immediately, right now, today, and leave and get your full severance. So if that happens to you, if your employer says you're on a temporary layoff, hopefully we'll call you back, give me a call. You may not want to accept that layoff because by accepting it, you give the employer the right to do it again and again. That's bad news, John. 604-280-9898 is the number, star 9898 on your cell to call through. we got open lines. You have questions about this or anything else. And we're talking about the situations where you may be considered as having lost your job, but you don't even realize it. Or this one as well, if your employer has changed the terms of employment. Give me some details on that. Yeah, and this is a what we call a constructive dismissal, John. This is the the big one. This is the most mm-hmm. common situation where the law considers you as having been terminated. So a constructive dismissal happens when your employer changes the terms of employment. Now, obviously, we're talking about negative changes. So like a, a pay decrease, a demotion, uh, relocating you so that now you have to, to commute two hours to work instead of 30 right. minutes. So any negative changes to the terms of employment result in, in what we call a constructive dismissal if, if the change is significant enough, which means as follows. If you've been in that situation, you've been demoted or your pay has been decreased, etc., you have a choice. You can choose to accept that change and continue working. So I'll, I'll take the, the 20% pay cut, I'll continue working, that's one option. Or you can say, no, I'm not going to accept this change. I'm going to treat my employment as being terminated right now, and I'm going to leave with full severance. One of the reasons why you may want to do that rather than accept the changes, because as I said before, if you accept the change, you accept that pay decrease or that, that demotion, you give the employer, you give the company the right to do it again and again and again in the future. That's not a good thing. That's, that's going to be very problematic. So you may be better off treating it as a termination right off the bat. Leave with severance. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. We'll get to uh, first call of the night here. Fred, good evening. How are you? Hello. Hey, Fred. How are you, pal? Fantastic. You have a great show, my friend. Uh, you're, you're amazing. Thank Leo you. does uh, fantastic work. What can we help you with, brother? Uh, you know, I worked at a company for five years, and uh, I took a two-week vacation. I, I told the, my foreman, I gave him a vacation slip. So I went on holidays two weeks and came back the day I was supposed to be back. So I'm sitting in my work spot, and uh, the sun comes out, and he says, oh, you got to come in the office. So, hmm, that's strange. So I go into the office, and Daddy's sitting there, and he says, you abandoned a job. You're fired. I said, what? You abandoned? I didn't abandon the job. So 
So I went to the labor board, and uh, no, that went nowhere. And then I had some discrimination. They used to call me old man, old man, because I was past my 60s, from the sun. So I went to human rights. Well, it was accepted, and he applied the third time in human rights. And then I got a letter saying, no, case is dismissed. And I did nothing wrong. I went on holidays, hmm. and I had permission from the boss. Fred, how long ago was this? Oh, this is a couple of years ago. <laughs> I wish your show was on earlier. You know, it, so, has it been more than two years, Fred? Yes, it's been more than two. But, you know... You know so, unfortunately, we're not... Sorry? Yeah. No, go ahead, Fred. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, if, if people listen to this and, you know, things like that happen. I mean, you go on vacation, and even human rights dropped the case. They accepted it, mm-hmm. and after two hearings, everything was fine, and they, they just said, no, no evidence. They wouldn't hear it. So, Fred, let me give you some some thoughts here. Obviously, if you, you went on vacation in, in, in the way that you always do and you scheduled it the way you usually do, you told your foreman that's what you've done in the Every past, year. then no, they, they, that's not... Exactly. So that's not abandonment. That's not a resignation. That's a termination. And if they, yeah. they use that as an excuse to let you go because maybe they thought you were too old, that's human rights as well. That's, a, that's discrimination. That's illegal. <laughs> now, if you and I were talking... When it was still within the two-year uh, period, yeah. I would have had a very different discussion. We could deal with this directly. We could start a claim. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to help you because of that two-year limit. But this is such an important call here by Fred, uh, John, because a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to find themselves in that situation where the company considers employment as being abandoned when it's not really right. abandoned. So thank you very much, Fred, for the call, and I wish I could help you. Words of the wise, make haste when that happens to you. Don't wait that two years. Walt, good evening. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Oh, we're excellent. What's your concern tonight? Okay, I, I worked for a company that, um, a water treatment facility, and I was let go last year with cause, they said, because of a manifest uh, for dangerous goods that wasn't filled out. And they said I forgot to sign it, but I wasn't the one who filled out the paperwork. I was mm. just handing it to the driver. And I was only there four months, but I had worked with that company previous for six years. And oh, okay. I was Okay, so I got terminated with no uh, severance because they said it was with cause, and I'm not too sure what that meant. And listening to your radio show... Now, what, Walt, were you... Sorry, sorry were, were you part of a union, Walt? No. No, it was a non-union okay. group. Now, uh, in this situation, uh, when you worked there for six years, how long ago was that? When did, you, when did that six-year period end? Oh, that was uh, that would have been five years ago. And then I got laid off in the oil patch. Okay. And came back. Uh, yeah. And so, I was, uh, well, there. obviously, if you if you did nothing wrong, if you if if that wasn't your paperwork, then then it's not cause. And by the way, even if you did do it wrong, it doesn't mean that it's cause. I want you to understand, and our listeners to understand, that it's not enough to show that someone did something wrong for it to be cause. Cause is a very high standard. So you may have done something wrong, and it's still not cause. It certainly seems to me that you know screwing up on paperwork, even if that is what you did, uh, is not going to be cause. So, so you've been wrongfully dismissed, and of course you're owed severance. Now, the interesting thing is, because you worked for the company for six years pre- uh, previously, there are situations where you can get credit and recognition for your past service. So you may not be, in the eyes of the law, just a four-year employee. You may be considered to be an employee with longer service. 
But even if you were only a four a four month employee, I'm sorry, even if you're only a four month employee, you'd still be owed severance. So you and I need to speak. Well, give me a call off air. I'm gonna help you get this resolved and get the severance that you're owed. I, I can't see any situation where this would be caused. Well, oh, okay, uh, excellent. All right, thanks, Wald. We appreciate your call tonight. That number six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. Again, that's to get a hold of Lior. Six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. We'll take a short break. Get back to your phone calls. We got open lines. Give us a call. Always something you want to ask. It'll be answered tonight. That number six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell as well. It's the Employment Hour News Talk nine eighty CKNW. And lots more to go here up till 6 o'clock. Your phone call is 604-280-9898. Wide open lines or star 9898 on your cell as well. If you haven't checked it out yet, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out where your severance should be. The real number of your entitlements can be had at severancepaycalculator.com. We were talking about situations uh, the law may consider you as having lost your job, but you may not even know it yet. Next one on our list here, my friend, is uh, you've been put on an unpaid suspension. Yeah, unpaid suspension is done. It's always a problem. It's something that the employer actually does not have a right to do. Uh, So an employer can suspend, but usually for the suspension to be a legal one, it would have to be a paid suspension. Of course, John, we're talking about a non-union environment. An unpaid suspension is really uh, can result in the eyes of the law in a termination. It's essentially a constructive dismissal. Your employer stopped paying you. So because of that, if you've been put in an unpaid suspension, especially if it's more than you know a day, if it if it becomes longer than that, you have again that same choice that we were talking about before. You can wait it out and and accept it and uh, go back to work when the suspension's over. That's fine, or you can treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. Now this is true even if you've done something wrong that that is bad enough to deserve a suspension. So even if you were, you, were, uh, you know, you made a huge error and you, you're suspended and you say, well, you know, given what I did, I think a suspension is appropriate, mm-hmm. it still has to be a paid suspension for that suspension to be legal. No right for an unpaid suspension. So uh, the, the other problem, as I said before, if you accept that unpaid suspension, you may give the employer the right to do it again. So an un- unpaid suspension, John, in the eyes of the law, can result in a termination. Isn't it in some ways, though, if, if you're suspended without pay, haven't they kind of already found you guilty? <laughs> right? They're already punishing really before, you know, until they can prove for what you did, possibly? Well, you know, in some situations, the person may, may have really done something wrong. Maybe right. they, they did something quite bad, and you know what? They are guilty. It's a question of, is the employer allowed to impose that particular penalty? Right. And no, an employer cannot impose a, 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 an unpaid suspension as a penalty. And certainly if they haven't done that before, if there's no employment agreement that gives them that power, uh, and, and then the employee is well within his or her right to treat that as a termination right away. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to call in. Talk to Lior tonight. Got to Nels on the line. Good evening, Nels. Yes, I had a an incident here just over a year ago now. I've been forced out of a, a union area, a job, where according to them, insubordination when you do what you're told, and when you're given a position to be in charge, they let somebody else be in charge, and then they come after you because of this and whatnot. I've gone to the union for years, it's been going on, and the union wouldn't do anything about it. So I finally ended up taking an early retirement. But even then they said I wasn't entitled to 
any buyout because to me this was constructive dismissal and the union said there is no constructive dismissal with a union when you're a union member or whatever yeah yeah, and, and, and that's true, unfortunately. There's different laws, different rules that apply union environment. And in these types of situations, like the one you've described, Nels, uh, it's not good, unfortunately, to be a unionized employee, not, not that you have a choice necessarily. So not only is there no real constructive dismissal, but when something happens, when your employer is mistreating you or doing something that's wrong, the only one that's allowed to help you is the union. And you did exactly what you were supposed to do. You went to the union and said, help me out, represent me. And as you said, they, they didn't do a particularly good job. Unfortunately, even in that situation, it's not like you can say, well, because the union's not helping me, I'll deal with it myself or I'm going to hire a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You have to still go with the union. And if the union doesn't help you, then you're left without an option. So that is one of the issues, the, the difficulties of being part of a union. And I feel, I feel for you. I really do. Because obviously you got the, the short end of the stick here. But because you're part of a union, there's really no solutions. It, it's one of the unfortunate parts of, of employment law. Usually there's a lot of solutions. There's options. There's things we could do, uh, different angles we can approach things by. But not if you're part of a union. Then it's, it's, it's literally only one path, and that is the union path. And if the union doesn't do its job, you're done, you're stuck, uh, you, you, you've essentially lost out. I know. You know, it's funny. In all these years we've been doing the show, we talk about union employees. I've, of course, I mean, my wife's a member of one. There, you know, she gets treated very well. But it, the union, the bargaining agreement, and the way it affects employees, it always seems top end heavy. It's when you're going out the back door is when it's no good. Generally, right? That's what you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that is exactly what I'm saying. Listen, unionized employees do have more job security, at least in, in yeah. theory, than non-unionized employees. The employer can't decide, well, today is Sunday, so I'm going to let you go because I feel like it. They can't do that with unionized employees. That said, if the employer does do something that they're not allowed to do, uh, the union is the only one that can represent you, and then you hope and pray that they'll do a good job. And the other thing is if you're let go legitimately, you're not going to get the severance that you would be getting right. if you're not part of a union. You'll be looking at pennies on the dollar. It could be the difference between getting eight weeks pay and getting 24 months pay. So it could be tens and thousands of dollars, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars difference. So you know, it's just I'm not telling people they shouldn't be part of a union, not at all. You just should be aware of the good and the bad. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell phone. Our uh, conversation tonight in between the calls is the situations where the law may consider you as having lost your job, but you may not even be aware of it. If the business has been sold, that's another one, right? Yeah, absolutely, John. Uh, a lot of people call me because they're concerned the business is sold. What does this mean? What do I do? What are my rights? Well, let, let's be very clear about this. Uh, a sale of a business, if you want it to be, results in a termination of employment. So even if you're offered a job by the company buying the business, if you don't want that job, you can treat your employment as being terminated and, and get severance. So you always have that option. Always, always, when a business is sold, you don't have to accept the job. You can treat your employment as being terminated. Now, if you do accept the job with the company that bought the business, then your seniority usually carries through. You have to be careful of any employment agreement that you sign. But otherwise, your seniority carries through, which means you continue working. And if down the road, the new company lets you go, they have to account for your full service, including the service which you had with the previous company. But you don't have to do that. You can treat your employment as being terminated uh, and, and irrespective of the reasons. Now, before you do that, if your business is sold and if you're offered a job by the new company, before you say, well, I'm not going to accept it, I'll just take my severance, I still want to talk to you first. Because depending on the reason 
while you're not going to accept a job with the buyer, you may get your full severance or only part of your severance. So if you have a good reason not to accept, you get full severance. If you don't have a good reason, you just don't feel like it, you want to change careers, for example, then you're not going to get your full severance. You're only going to get a part of it. So because of that, call me if that happens. But the general rule, John, if a business is sold, you can treat your employment as being terminated even if you actually have the opportunity to continue working. Situations where you may have uh, lost your job already or don't, don't even know, you're not aware of it, if your employer won't provide proper accommodation. God, how many phone calls have we had about this over the years? I had a lot of calls, John, both on this show and even more uh, calls that I get uh, uh, in my office, accommodation. When we're, we're talking about accommodation, oftentimes it's in the context of, of a medical issue. So yeah. I have a bad back. I need you to, to help give me modified duties or modified hours or maybe let me work from home once a week. But it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, medical. It could be, may, for other reasons, maybe religious. So my religion requires me to, to go, let's say, to a synagogue uh, Friday afternoon. And so you need to accommodate me, employer, by allowing me to leave early on Friday, as an example. So in, in those situations where the law imposes an, an obligation on the employer to accommodate, the employer has that strict duty. If the employer refuses to accommodate when it should, we're not going to give you modified duties. Or, well, we're only going to give you modified duties for a week. After that, you're on your own. Well, number one, John, that's a human rights violation. It's illegal. An employer has an obligation to accommodate even if it's not easy to do so. Even if it's hard, they still have to right. do it. But beyond that, John, if your employer refuses to accommodate, because that's such a fundamental obligation that the company has, you can treat that refusal to meet the obligation as a termination. So if I have a medical condition, my employer refuses to accommodate me, not only are they discriminating against me under the human rights legislation, but they've also effectively terminated my employment. I can treat that as a termination, leave, and get my full severance. This happens very often. So if you're seeking accommodation from your employer, and your employer is refusing, or giving you a hard time, or not answering you, or putting a condition before they'll accommodate, you have to give me a call. These are issues that can be resolved. The law is very clear as to what the employer has to do, and in many situations, we can resolve it by essentially giving the employer a bit of a kick in the pants and reminding them what their obligations are. So if you find yourself in that situation, you give me a call. As far as, you know, you mentioned religious accommodation there. So say that is the case, you know, an employee has to, you know, slide out maybe a couple hours early to go to mosque or to synagogue. The employer is well within the rights to say, yeah, no problem. We can do that. We have to do that. But you got to make it up during the week, obviously, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. And in fact, they, I say they should do that. Uh, that doesn't mean that the employer has to be you know, on, on the losing end, right. but there's, there's ways to, to you know, make it work, and the employer has to work to find that way. And the employee should also make suggestions as to how that accommodation can happen. But absolutely, if, if you're going to take off a couple hours early here, it should be expected that you'll make it up if, it, if at all possible at some other time. Uh, but the, it starts with the employer accommodating, and uh, as long as the employer is willing to, to accommodate, a solution usually can be reached. More of the list coming up. The law may consider you having lost your job. You're not even aware of it yet. That's on the way. Your phone calls, open lines, we got them, 604-280-9898 and star 9898 on cell as well. Continues the employment hour right here at News Talk 980 CKNW. Still got some time to call in if you want to talk to Lior, discuss some 
issues that have been uh, creeping around in your mind when it comes to your employment, your severance, or your job overall, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Anytime you want to email them, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca is the website. We're talking about the, the situations where the law may consider you as having lost your job, but you may not even know it yet. The next one down our list is if you uh, encounter a poisoned work environment. By that, we mean harassment, that type of thing, right? Exactly. We talked about that right at the top of the show, John. We talked about this idea of, of harassment, uh, and you know, uh, and many many people are going to unfortunately find themselves in that situation. It's inevitable, uh, where the work environment becomes poisoned. Someone is mistreating you. Your your boss is is not respecting you. Your coworkers is being rude or belligerent. All these things are things that make it very difficult to continue working, that make it difficult to wake up in the morning and, and, and you know, convince yourself that you have to go all the way to the office. So all those things are uh, problematic. And I, I've seen many situations where someone suffers through these things for so long that now it impacts their health. Now they have to go on a stress leave, on a disability leave. Uh, and you know that's a terrible thing. You don't really want to uh, have this impact your life this way. But because this is such a fundamental thing, there's, a, there's a, an implied term in everyone's employment relationship that we're going to work in a respectful, supportive, and proper work environment. Well, where that implied term gets violated, what I mean by that is instead of it being respectful and supportive, now it's poisoned. Now it's uh, an uncomfortable environment. Well, because things have changed, because this is not the deal, this is not what we've agreed to, you can treat that as a termination. You have the right, if you're in a poison work environment, to, to say, no, I don't have to continue working in this poison environment. I can leave right now with my full severance. The law allows that. The law considers that to be a termination. Now, one thing I want to be clear about is it's not every situation where someone is mistreating you that results in a constructive dismissal and a termination. Also, if you are being harassed and, and you're going to leave on the basis of that harassment, as I said right at the beginning of the show, you want to have some way to prove what's actually been happening. Because you can always assume that the person that's being harassing you is not going to just admit it. They're not going to put up their hand and say, yes, I did it. So it's going to be up to you, the employee that's being harassed, to prove it. So you have to have some sort of a record. Maybe you've gone to HR and there's a record created. Maybe you have your own journal uh, that you've kept notes. Maybe you've sent someone an email confirming what's happened. Maybe there's someone else at the workplace that's willing to corroborate uh, what you've said. But as long as you have a way to, to establish, to prove what, what you say happened, that is something that the law considers a termination. You shouldn't have to suffer through a poison work environment, through workplace harassment and mistreatment. You can leave with severance. And if that happens to you, if you're, you've had enough, if you're being mistreated, you know what to do. You give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's find a way to either, either solve the problem or if we can't solve it, to get you out of there. That number, by the way, 604-283-3123 to call Lior after the show. And uh, we'll get to one more of these talking points, and that is being let go from your job without realizing it. You are on a disability leave for a long period of time. This one's interesting. This one is interesting, and it's kind of the opposite of, of what I've been talking right. about. So uh, in some situations, if you've been off for a very long time uh, and because of a medical event, and it's clear that you're not coming back to work anymore, all right, then you may actually be able to, to treat your employment as being terminated right at that point. Uh, so you may be able to force a termination if the, even if the employer is not actually terminating your employment. So if it's clear you're not coming back to work, you've been gone for a long time, you may be able to, to, to treat employment or enforce the issue. 
again, I don't want you to do anything without calling me first. If that happens to you, you if you're you don't think you're coming back to work and you say, hey, I may as well leave and get my severance right now, give me a call. Let's talk about that. Let's find out how long you worked. Uh, let's find out uh, what your employer is saying. Is, is your employer even willing to take you back? And on that basis, we'll know whether we can get you out of there and how to get severance. But that is definitely a situation where you've been off work for a long time and it's not likely you're coming back to work. Is that the, I guess, opposite of the employer playing that trump card and calling it a frustration of contract? Yeah, you can call it a frustration yourself. Oh. Uh, in some situations, if it's clear that, that you, you haven't been gone back to work, so, you know, let me give you an example. If you're not coming back to work anymore, you have a condition that, that's deteriorating, and the company knows that. They'll say, hey, well, let's just leave this employee out there kind of in no man's land. We're not going to save frustration. We don't want to pay them any severance whatsoever, not even their minimum entitlements. Well, and if it's so clear that you're not coming back to work, you can actually force the issue. Our courts have recognized that. So in that situation, you may as well get some severance, even if it's not all of it, get some severance uh, and, and uh, at least have that money there uh, to, to help you in, uh, as you recover. Got about a minute or so to go here, pal. I'll get to a quick email. You can answer this one. Lisa writes in that Lior, L-I-O-R, at my uh, employmenthour.com says, my employee has cut my hours in half. What do I do? Wow. So uh, first of all, assuming the, the, the cut in pay, uh, the, the cut in hours also comes with a cut in pay, which I'm sure it does. Hmm. Well, what you do is very simple because this is such a big change. You treat that as a constructive dismissal. It's simple as that. You leave and get severance. You don't want to accept. You don't want to continue working because guess what? Then you give them the right to do it again and maybe they'll cut it by another half next time and then there'll be nothing left essentially. So what you do here is very, very simple. You call me and let's get you out of there. You also don't want to continue working for a while. You may be in, on the fence humming and hawing, should I accept, should I treat this as a constructive dismissal? But in the meantime, while you, well, you're, you're on the fence, you may be considered to have accepted it because you didn't do anything about it. Usually you have a couple of weeks or so, a few weeks to, to quote-unquote try it out, and after that you're considered to have accepted it. So, so I want you to give me a call once we get off the air. Let's talk about this. Let's get you the severance that you're owed. You really don't want to continue working there if your employer is going to mess with your salary at, at, at this level. You know, It's one thing. It's a couple percentage points. Well, I'll leave it to you. But if it's 50%, hey, it's time to move on. Absolutely. Done for another week, my friend, and leaving some numbers and some contact you want to write down, 604-283-3123. That is Lior's number. It's VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca and Lior, L-I-O-R, at EmploymentHour.com. And if you have uh, some time, you want to check out what your severance offer should be, if it ever came down to that, SeverancePayCalculator.com. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.